Welcome to the Fit and Free with AIM podcast. I'm your host, Amy Louise. By listening to this podcast, you'll gain clarity and apply now principles in relation to training, nutrition, and mindset, all designed to help you build a strong and lean physique and show up as your best self. If you're a woman who struggles with excessive behaviors when it comes to training and food and think of yourself as a perfectionist, I hear you, I see you, I was you. And I know that you're in exactly the right place to change that narrative and build a body you love inside and out. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome to this very special episode that I'm hosting with one of my clients and very good friend, Jess. Hey Jess, how are you? I'm good, how are you? So this being the first time we're doing this segment, we haven't quite decided what we're going to call it just yet, but what I thought I wanted to do is take the podcast into a semi-casual direction for at least some of the episodes because, you know, you guys know I absolutely love to talk, uh, but it might be nice to have someone else to talk with, and I thought, who better to ask than Jess? And, you know, some of the reasons, of course, where both on really similar trajectories with our physique goals. So I thought it'd be awesome to touch base. So if you guys like these, um, Jess is going to be a regular guest on these episodes now, which is very exciting. Write to us, message us, tell us what you liked, ask us questions. Yeah, it's just going to be super, super casual. So first of all, I thought we would kick this off with asking how your training session went this morning. <laughs> oh my goodness. My training session was, look, I went into it super keen, brand new mesocycle. I'm like, yes, firing where, you know, feeling motivated. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what, on paper, this seems okay. This isn't going to be brutal. It's one of my early sessions for the week. I'm in there at 5am and I was like, this one will be fine get in there. No, I literally got my ass handed to me on the leg press doing single leg leg press. I went into it so smug. I was like, oh, I'll just start with no weight on there. I think the machine's got like a 50 kilo start weight. I was like, yeah, that'll just be a warm up while I get a feel for where to put my feet, whatever. No, 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 no. That was where we stayed. We did not progress past the machine. And I was like, righto, ego in check. This is going to be brutal. And then Five hours later, I was already hobbling around. My quads are death. Like, yeah. Dude, that, that feeling after such a heavy leg session. And because I guess you're doing your sessions at 5 a.m. And um, for the listeners, uh, just as a teacher, so you're on your feet and at work, aren't you, after this? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even have the option to be like, I'm just going to sit and, like, let this be. I was chasing after 21 six-year-olds all day um, and definitely regretting my decision to go in there and not heed the advice you gave me, which was don't die, um, which, you know, will forever be your famous last words. Can you can you please elaborate on this phrase? How many times have I said it to you in week one of a mezzo? I reckon probably the last four mezzos, you're like, go in, just take it easy, get a feel for it, don't murder yourself. And every time I go in and I can't help myself because I'm just so keen to be like, yes, new program, let's smash it. And I take myself out and then complain about the fact I can't walk. So, you know, it serves me right, but we will continue to do it. I don't doubt. Um, it makes me think because 
<laughs> I do feel like a bit of a lady of luxury these days, just, you know, working fully from home and, you know, even having like a gym in my garage. It does mean, I mean, I'm doing my leg sessions at an actual gym now, but I get to, I get to come home and lay down. <laughs> that would be the dream. That would be the dream. A, to not have to train at 5am. Like it is not by choice I train at 5am. Um, it's one of those things that, you know, with work, obviously a, a nine to five, yeah, teachers, but you know, um, working those hours and I also travel that if I don't train at that time, it just doesn't happen for me. So um, it's one of those things, but yeah, to do a brutal leg session at 5am and then go spend you know, nine hours with a bunch of six-year-olds. Look, laying on the couch would have been nice. At one point I was just sitting on the floor today and the kids were like, do you need help standing up? I was like, yes, yes, guys, I do. Just give me a moment. So, you know. Are you um, are you eating or drinking pre-session or during session? Um, I actually am at the moment. So I've been starting my mornings with an LCM bar because at 5 a.m. that's about all I can handle, but I need something in my stomach um just because I'm pushing I push hard all the time but pushing extra hard being in a surplus at the moment um I'm pushing training hard and I find I just need something in my stomach um so yeah start with an LCM bar and then I'm getting a bottle of full sugar Gatorade down um per session which look there's lots to talk about there the fact that I'm drinking full sugar Gatorade is a whole world that I didn't think existed for me. Um, but also getting a whole thing of Gatorade down at 5am is another journey in itself because it, it sits a bit funny sometimes, but I've also noticed it makes a massive difference to that like mid-session slump I was getting. It's just the bit of carb and that gets me through. So it's been good. Yeah, I, I do get quite a fair few questions about you know, carb timing and should I eat and all those sorts of things. It is really personal, but even in, so you're in shred phase at the moment and I've got a few questions to answer actually tomorrow or a bit later if I um, need to about like carbs. And I'm always curious what people do. And, you know, of course, like being your coach, I, I, you know, give recommendations and stuff like that. I think I said, I think cheekily said like sort of full sugar monster once. Yeah, yeah, you did. But, you know, I try to like find balance in my life. Just a little. But, have, you, um, have you had a full sugar monster no not yet I think like a no sugar monster gets me like hyped enough I fear what a full sugar monster may do to me um I may have to try it one weekend when I don't have to go and be at work um but I've had one once um yeah it was an experience it was a bit much <laughs> it's a bit too much yeah but you're a bit sensitive to those caffeine yeah situations yeah. Um, that arousal point gets <laughs> yes. far and I'm, I'm like can't do anything yeah but I think the training nutrition one's an interesting one because obviously this is the first time for me I've ever really consumed food pre or during training um up until now it's not been a thing and I've never noticed it um, hinder my training so you know my training was always amazing it just is adding a bit extra to it but it's because I've got the luxury of carbs to be consuming at the moment um, I think as I probably you know go into different phases it will be one of the first areas I cut my excess carbs from because I know I can train without them um, so yeah how many carbs you want uh we 295 297 I think I'm so, we're so close to the 300. I was like, how are we going to get crack the 300 carb? To go a bit serious for a second, how does that feel getting to like 300 carb? 
it's insane because I just, I never thought I would be consuming the amount of food I'm consuming right now. Um, and, you know, we are, I think we're almost at a point where I'm a bit sick of consuming food, but, you know, we're pushing through. Um, lots of pasta, lots of bread. It's just a staple at the moment. So it's good though. Yeah, I remember when that sort of first hit me that having so much food that I completely like didn't really care for it anymore. And it's such a mind-bending experience coming, like, because we came from a similar background with the restriction. Yeah. Like to come to a place where you're really not interested in food, I always thought that that was bullshit. Like it did people were lying. Yeah, it's a really strange thing. And I was the same. I was like, sure, you can't be sick of food. Like as if you get to a point where, you know, you're not just wanting things all the time or thinking about things. But I can genuinely say food is not in the forefront of my mind at all, which is a really, yeah, it's a really freeing experience to be like, oh, I'm living my life, not thinking about my next meal because, you know, I don't have to. It's not consuming my thoughts. So, yeah, it's a really cool spot to be. And you're you're pretty similar to me. I think you're more boring than me. But we're, <laughs> we're both pretty similar. Hey, we both eat this just the same shit every day. Yeah, I look, I am a super boring human being. Everyone in my life picks on me about the fact that my partner and I have a rotating weekly roster of meals. And they're like, oh, Wednesday, it's wrist all night. And I'm like, yes, leave us alone. Um, but it works because I think you were talked about it um, on your stories today about structure being freedom and that's it I my meals and my stuff is structured not because I have to because that's the way I choose to do it and by doing that I literally never think about food um, I think I ended up losing my streak of logging days on my fitness pal because I wasn't logging in because I just knew that what I was eating was hitting what it needed to because I just eat the same things on repeat Fuck, how cool is that? I know. I was like a little bit disappointed too. I was like, oh, my streak's gone. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, oh, how amazing that I'm not even thinking about logging into it because I know by, you know, eating the same things that I'm hitting my targets. Yeah, yeah. What, <laughs> we have to ask this question. If you, <laughs> if you go out to eat, <laughs> yes. where are you? <laughs> what are you choosing? <laughs> Look. I, that would be a good question if I ever went out to eat. Um, it's not something I do, not because I'm like scared of going out to eat. I just, I really hate socializing. Um, and I like knowing, <laughs> I just like eating my food. But generally, if I'm going out at this point, I'm just eating whatever, just making a smart choice. I generally go something like steak or, or things like that because, you know, it's an easy choice. I know there's a good bit of protein and veg there and it generally places don't stuff up a steak so yeah that's where we're I'm, at but yeah I must admit like if I go out for my birthday I'm getting steak yeah I, it's such a good go-to meal man it's so yum and I, I must admit like I will t get takeaway maybe two to three times a week when I'm not in a deficit so I just came out of a mini cut Yes. Uh, I just finished Monday. Very exciting. Uh, but I think I limited take. People are going to be like, what? Amy's actually being like open and talking about this stuff. Uh, um, I think in the mini cut, I probably ate out once a week. So Friday lunch with my partner. Yeah. Get takeaway. Yeah. But I think, you know, there's elements of that that are just like, even in the deficit, you're like, this is an important value 
in terms of like this is something I do with my partner and it's an important part of what we do and you know you make space for those things regardless of the phase you're in um it's one of those things you know obviously I'm in a surplus at the moment but we've got plans for other phases but every Sunday morning my partner and I we walk into town and we get coffee and you know those sort of things and that's something that no matter what phase I'm in no matter what's happening I'll make fit because it's really important thing that I value um and I think yeah you know that experience sometimes is more valuable you know to you than the other things yeah I've been thinking a lot about food budgeting like financial budgeting actually so Jess and I are both doing no buy active wear are you doing no buy active wear clothes and shoes uh, yeah pretty much no buy everything really okay. aside from you know I bought I did have to buy a pair of pants which you know here's your favorite word a little bit of nuance um I was adamant I wasn't gonna buy anything and when work went back I went to put on my shorts that are work appropriate they're like soccer mum length shorts and um they were not going anywhere near me and I was like okay I think I said to you I was like is there some leeway here and you're like yes buy some shorts that fit you you're in a surplus don't try and squeeze into your tiny pair of pants I was like no worries but aside from that I pretty much haven't bought anything so we're going well yeah we're going so well um well, that's a bit of a segue, but I've been thinking a lot about you know, budgeting and food and all those sorts of things as, as the same kind of concept. And I follow this really cool Instagram page called Girls That Invest. They have a, a limited podcast. They're going to be bringing out some new episodes soon. They're, it's an amazing group of – they're two Kiwi girls. Um, yeah, super, super cool. But they put up a post the other day which was saying, like, you know, my parents drove around in shitty cars and – there was something else, you know, didn't buy new clothes, but what they did splurge on was holidays because they, that's what they really valued. And it's like really similar with what you're talking about with food. It's like, well, these are the things that are important to me. These are the moments or experiences that are important to me. So that's where I'm going to put my focus. Um, and it's like, you know, I think our greatest commodity at this point in time is like our focus and attention and where our resources, any resources go. Um, yeah. And it's making sure we're spending them on things we value. And it's like, you know, you were saying before, if you were in a deficit, having like a Gatorade during training is probably one of the first things that go. And this is where I'm sort of thinking there's there's such links between like thinking of financial budget and food budgets. It's just the same thing. It's like, what do you, what do you really like? Have that, you know, I say to a lot of clients, like, if you're going away on, you know, camping trips or whatever, if there's snacks there that you can have whenever you want, like maybe don't have them because they're not special, <laughs> you know, yeah. the things that are special or a bit of fun or something like that rather than just crappy stuff that you're probably not going to like anyway. Yeah, and I think one of the, like, you know, segueing from that too, one of the massive realisations for me, um, you know, since working with you and working through a lot of this stuff is a lot of the times in those moments, like I used to be like, oh, there's going to be these snacks here and I'm missing out on the snacks. And I, it was about the food and it, I got lost in the fact that I was worried about the food and not actually focusing on the fact that I was away spending time with family. And that was what the moments were about, not the food that was there at that moment. And that was a massive one for me in terms of like, I can, you know, go and do those things. I don't have to think about the food because I'm not actually there for the food. I'm there for the people and the moment. And when you sort of, you know, disconnect those two things, it's so freeing in that you're like, oh, I'm just going to enjoy this. Cool, there's platters, 
I might have a bit of that platter, but at the end of the day, I'm enjoying the time with my friends and family. Um, and you know, when that's the focus, it, yeah. Did you have that epiphany through a fat loss phase or was it not? I can't. Yeah, I think, yeah, it was. <laughs> yes, it was through a fat loss phase. I was in a deficit. It was Easter and yeah. Ben and I were going to Sydney to see my family and we were in the car and he had a bag of Easter eggs and lollies and I messaged you and I was like, I'm finding this really hard. I just want to eat the Easter eggs and lollies. And you're like, well, you can if you want to, but why do you want to? Like you were questioning me, not as in like don't eat them, but making me think about, it and then it came out I was like you know I go to Sydney and you know I eat all these things or I stress about all these things and it turned out I was stressed that people were going to judge me for the fact I didn't want to eat those things anymore and when you're like "Mm, pretty certain nothing's going to happen just try it and I did I was suddenly like oh it's the time they want to spend with me not judge me for the food I'm eating Uh, which yeah was a massive epiphany I'm glad I had it changed my life yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like the the phrase memories of macros pisses me off quite a lot. But I don't know if maybe I'm just, you know, have been eating so much for so long. I don't care. Although I don't think I ever really was a, you know, I used to just definitely stress about food and social events and those sorts of things. But for me, it was kind of like I was restricting so much. I was always trying to not eat. Like my goal was to not eat. Yeah. Not that I felt like I was missing out. I was like, I was sort of the opposite where I I was of the mindset, I don't want people to try and make me eat. <laughs> um, so maybe that's why it didn't ever resonate with me back then. But now I just think, you know, I know food is part of social life, yeah, and that's fine. But at the same time, if a person is very frustrated or stressed or hung up on goals and wanting to achieve a goal, well, there's a big clash there. So we either have this really whimsical memories over macros, living your best life lifestyle, we don't get the outcome or you can have the outcome and just be like you know what you were sort of saying just appreciate people for the time you're with them I don't know if that's too harsh though I think it's sort of like finding an in-between and you know it's so personal and situation based um in terms of you know what's going on and the context of of the thing you're doing and I think sometimes that memories over macros is like oh it's valentine's day memories over macros oh it's you know, a long weekend, memories over macros. And you're like, if we say that for every occasion that turns up in our life, we're never going to be doing macros. We're just going to be having memories and then we're not going to meet our goals. I think it's finding a balance between, okay, what are truly one soft, not one soft, but like those moments that you really don't want to be thinking about food and you just want to focus on something else. I think that's where you can have that sort of like, not memories over macros. We don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater just because we're not tracking for a day doesn't mean we're suddenly like, ah, nothing matters anymore. But, you know, finding a balance between them. And I suppose I mentioned to you in my check-in that last week I um, had to go to my grandpa's funeral and I just said to you, I was like, I just didn't track that day. Um, Obviously, I've got a little bit more of a luxury. I'm in a surplus. It was going to be pretty hard to, you know, go out of that. But even if I'd been in a deficit, that was a day I wasn't going to worry about the food because there were so many other things that I needed to focus on. And I think you say, okay, yes, memories over macros, especially in that situation. But even if I wasn't a deficit, I wasn't just going to eat everything. Like it's just, yeah, I think it 
people tend to be like baby in bathwater out the window with those things as opposed to a bit more of a balanced approach. Like, yes, enjoy the memory. Be mindful of your macros, not saying track what you're eating, but just, you know, don't be an idiot. Yeah, I agree too. I think, like I say to almost everyone, don't track on your birthday. Most people, you don't need to track on Christmas unless you want to. Don't track on a wedding day. I know a lot of brides get really antsy about that. I'm like, man, don't. Like, you're going to yeah. be probably drinking it at 9 a.m. Like, probably yeah. going to have a shot or something at 9. Unless you're me. I'll be doing chin-ups on a chin-up bar because that's my, like, wedding goals I'm working towards. <laughs> that's the best. But, yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. It is context-dependent, goal-dependent. And I also think it it can be a bit of a manifestation of, like you were talking about before, still being hung up so much on thinking about food. Yeah. Like I think it's a goal to work towards to be in a place where we're not even, like that phrase isn't even crossing our mind. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to track today or I'm, I'm not going to track and full stop, I don't think about it, you know, 20 million times, which is actually for allow to get personal. With your check-in, I was so pleased with your, I don't think you've said that. Um, right. And that's, and I think that that was such a growth moment where it's like, as in, sorry, not that particular moment, it shows how much growth you um, have made, how much progress you've made. Um, there was no asking me for permission. There was no message prior. And I was just like blown away when I read that. Yeah, I think it was, it was one of those things that I've, I've always not earned the right, but like I've done the work and, you know, gone through the phases and done the, the hard yards really to be in a position where I a am confident and comfortable in what I'm doing, but B have the education to know that, you know, that one day or those one moments, that'll be fine. It's not going to undo everything. And, you know, that's a situation that I can manage myself. Um, and I suppose, you know, that's kudos to you for, you know, doing the work with me to get me there because, even six months ago, I would have been like, oh, my goodness, this is happening. What do I do? Help me. But, I, yeah, as I said, I didn't even mention it to you. It was only, like, in my check-in, I was like, oh, <laughs> track on Wednesday, heads up. But, you know, like, it wasn't even a thing um, yeah. at all. It's the coolest thing to see that growth. Uh, you knew that, yeah, you didn't even, uh, like, you didn't even message. Because, you know, a year ago or so, there would have been a message. Oh, for sure. Like six months ago, there would have been a message just, you know, oh, by the way, I'm thinking of doing this. Is this all right? Is this the right choice? Um, But no, I just did it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We have no structure for this podcast. So there's something I do want to ask Jess about. (laughs) I do think actually some people might be interested in. So we're just going to crisscross. Let's talk about being the first time competitor. Yes. And so we moved your we moved from season B this year to season A next year. Yeah. And you're in a surplus. We're going to do a bit of a wedge shred. Yes. Me. Like, how are you feeling about you know competing soon? If like, oh, like, I'm I'm super excited. And look, this is going to sound bad. I will give some context after I say this, but I'm actually much more focused on competing than my wedding. Um, <laughs> which. I know some people out there are going to be like, oh, my God, what? I've been trying to have, get, have this wedding for, like, three years now and I'm well and truly over it. Um, and it is actually the reason we pushed from season B this year to season A um, because I am, was due to be getting married, like, midway through prep and, yeah, it was going to be a bit messy. But, um, yeah, no, I am so, so keen for it. Um, it's I'm definitely enjoying having a really long-term goal so obviously 
um, it's 12 months roughly um, until I'll be competing. Um, and so we've been working towards this for, oh, it'll be probably 18 months by the time I get get on stage, I think. So, um, yeah, it's it's really nice to have a long-term goal, like a really long-term goal to be working towards. Yeah, I'm the same. I love them. When did we, when did you tell me you wanted to compete? Oh, I reckon it was probably like August last year, August, September last year. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we sort of did the math and we were like, okay, you know, that's roughly 12 months to season B and I think that's sort of what we were working off. Um, and then, yeah, obviously we've now pushed, um, which I'm glad because, man, my posing needs that extra six months that I've given myself. Um, God, it's hard. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you seen, I sent you my, I sent <laughs> my video. So I sent Jess a video of me posing the first time around and it was close to stage date and it's so bad. So I was just saying to Jess, like, I agree, posing's, posing's probably the hardest part, which might sound crazy, but it's so hard. And yeah. um, I've got my first face-to-face tomorrow I'm so excited so excited to hear how you go I'm a bit nervous so I'm wondering do you get like puffed out (laughs) I get puffed out and like I feel like I've been hit by a bus my body I am not flexible at all like and posing has highlighted (laughs) highlighted that to the extreme I'm just like my body does not want to contort in the way that posing requires it to um yeah I literally my back and everything is just sore I'm like oh my god that was a workout yeah so I've done two two uh, two or three zoom posing sessions if anyone is listening back to this in a few years time so when Jess was saying she's trying to be trying to get married for three years it's because of COVID yeah. and I've been doing Zoom posing sessions because of COVID so just just yeah time's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah I because now we're out of lockdown I bought the sessions when we're in lockdown I'm really excited to have it in person but it's one of those things where like I don't I quite like to pose now um for 10 minutes and yeah. then post that I'm getting agitated and annoyed and it's like the lessons go do they go for an hour or 45 yeah I think 45 minutes an hour yeah man it's so tough and it's like you have to stick your bum out and we're not sticking our bum out for training like ever exactly and I think that's what it is like in training it's like keep everything tight and straight and stacked and then all of a sudden it's like no contort yourself so like your head's on one spot and your butt's at the absolute opposite end of the spectrum my body does not want to move like that it's like no that's not okay um and the heels I just need to pose in thongs that would be much more comfortable for me are you, when you practice at the gym, are you practicing in heels or running? Um, it depends, 50-50. There's, like, no decent flooring at our gym. We don't have, like, a group fitness room with, like, a wooden floor or anything. It's only that, like, gym flooring, which the heels stick to shockingly, so it's really hard to pivot. So sometimes I do it in runners. Sometimes I do it in my heels. It depends how patient I'm feeling that day. Yeah, I found, that, I found the same thing. It's, like, I, ne- I know I need to practice in, in heels, and the other thing is, like, you don't know what the surface of the stage is going to be like at the shows. Like, sometimes they're carpet, sometimes they're, like, like I don't know, wood. Well, yeah. Um, 
and I've heard people talk about sticky, sticky stages and it's like, man, you've got to get that practice. But I was thinking of, so I've got the, I think they're like five inch heels. Yeah, I've got the same as you. I'm actually thinking of going lower, to be honest with you. Ah. And I've, yeah, I've looked at what people are wearing and most people are wearing with that little platform at the front. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like I'm getting old. So, like, I used to, <laughs> I used to when I was, like, what, um, 18 to 21. It was really short-lived. I, w- I used to go clubbing, like, didn't get drunk very often, but used to go clubbing. And I was definitely a five, six-inch heel, you know, dress. Yeah. yeah. But... And actually, even in my old job, I would wear heels a lot. But since coming over to being a PT, now working from home, I do not want to wear heels. So I used to like it. I used to think it was glamorous. And now I now I don't. No, I'm well, I've never been a heel wearer. Um, unsurprising if anyone's listened to me talk this podcast, I didn't go clubbing. <laughs> I've been a 90-year-old since I was born. Um, and so I literally... Why do we get along so well? Yeah, I think (laughs) exactly. I'm an old soul, Um, but I literally never wear heels. Like this is the only pair of heels I own, aside from my wedding heels. But at this point, I may sub them out for my posing heels because they're the only ones I can walk in. Um, But yeah, it's a struggle. Um, Yeah, every week when I do my check-in photos for you, I should film it one week because I nearly stack it every time, just trying to get into the poses. It's yeah, it's an entertaining sight. Yeah, I think this time around I, I do want to appreciate it a bit more because I like I hated it last time, um, and it's like you know what it is part of the it's part of the show. Do you find the frustration comes from the fact you're not good at it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay, because that's why I get annoyed. I'm not good at not being good at things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, perfectionist over here, and so I get really annoyed that I'm not good at it. And then ironically, you would think, well, practice it, you'd be better at it. But no, I chuck a tanty and I'm like, well, I don't want to do this anymore because I'm not good at it. Because it's so, there's so much skill. I think there's so much skill involved in it. And, you know, you kind of have to be, like, there's an element of, I won't say sexiness for bikini, but it's like gracefulness and flow. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, no, we like training because it's pretty, like, gritty and masculine. (laughs) And structured, like it's really, you know, get my game face on. Um, do you want to do questions? Yes, I'd love to do questions. I think we can actually properly answer this one. So the first question is, who has <laughs> who has the bigger booty between us? <laughs> do you know what your <laughs> do you know what your measurement is? Um, oh, what would have, oh, I reckon? It's around ninety one. Oh, mine's the same. <laughs> Give me six weeks and we'll be we'll we'll have a higher hip measurement. I'm trying to think. I like I should know this. I take it every weekend. How do you not know this off by heart? Oh well, I'm currently trying to find it. What is it? My hips. Oh no, that's a lie. I muddled my hips and my chest. My hips is 97. Oh fuck, way bigger than mine. Yeah. <laughs> way bigger than mine. Six and a, so Jess has a six and eight but so you should because you've worked so hard and I've specifically programmed for you to have amazing glutes. It has worked so nicely too and like when we did our deficit I was adamant I was not going to lose my glutes and many times I cried doing some exercises but we came out of that deficit with 
large weeks than we went into it and I will take that to my grave. Yeah, man. No, that happens to no one. So I'm going to take some credit for, like, even though you win, I'm taking some credit. <laughs> yeah, you, you get some of the credit because, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have 97 centimetre hip measurement without you. Uh, I'm going to lose this one, I feel. Who has the biggest biceps? So mine are 28 centimetres. <laughs> I know these numbers off my heart. <laughs> 33. But on that note, I will give you, I reckon you might actually have it on me because part my bicep measurements are hard one to take because I do have loose skin from my weight loss. So even like my bicep measurement really doesn't change because the skin is just always the same. So I reckon they'd be pretty on par. I'll take it. I'm going to take it. All right. Uh, Jess, this is specifically for you. Yes. Discuss what happened last week with the insensitive comment and how you reacted and felt after. Oh, right. So. (laughs) Roll up the sleeves. Roll. I was, now that I've had time to process. So I was at the gym, I think it was Sunday morning, and I was on the cable machine doing my sets and I was resting between sets. I was standing at the cable machine. I had just done a set and I was resting. And this guy comes over and literally just takes over the cable machine, like just comes in, takes the handles, the whole thing. And I just looked at him and he was basically along the line said, you need to go back over to the cardio equipment. This is men's business. Why don't you focus on your face? And I was like, what? (laughs) And I was so gobsmacked in the moment. I said nothing because I was just like, what has just happened? Like, I couldn't believe it. I've had run-ins with people at the gym before where, you know, people are just like staring at you or, you know, those sort of things. But this was like a whole nother level. So I walked off because I just was stunned mullet and I did my other things. And then he left the cable machine and I came back and increased the weight and copied the exercise he'd done and felt very smug about myself afterwards. Um, but yeah, I was, I was gobsmacked. Um, as I said, I messaged you and was just like, you will not believe what has just happened to me. It was insane. Was it one of those moments where like in the shower after you came up with all these little one-liners to zing back? Not even in the shower. When I moved on to my next exercise, I just wanted to walk back over and be like, right, and just give it to him because it had all come to me. I'm not a backwards and being forwards person when things annoy me sometimes, which my partner hates because he's the most passive man I've ever met. Um, and I came up with lots of things, but I kept them to myself. I did report him to the gym and say, this has happened, like not okay. Um, so I haven't seen him back since, but we'll wait, we'll wait till Sunday and see if he's there. Uh, not to be ageist. Was he old? No, he was, oh, I would say probably, I don't know, late twenties, similar age to me. Dropkick. Yeah, I was like, I was literally got smacked. And it was normally on a Sunday, I train with Ben. Like, we're both at the gym together, and he just happened to not be with me. I was like, he would have got flattened, sir. My, for anyone playing long at home, my partner's 6'6 six, six, um, and he's not a small guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. We have one more question. Yeah. I've cheated because I've read this before. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather no headphones? Or no shoelaces for an entire workout? No shoelaces. On the, hold on. Can I take my (laughs) shoes off if I have no shoelaces? This is what I was thinking. 
can't work out with no headphones. You have to have shoes on. You have to, I, you have to be wearing shoes. I would still take no shoelaces. I'm so reliant on like blocking out the universe because I have the attention span of a squirrel. Um, if I didn't have headphones in, I would just be like all over the place. Well, I wouldn't get a session in. So I'm. This is I'm. This is so late at night. I'm brain dead. So do you mean you need? Yeah. So you <laughs> you need the headphones. And I the need headphones. I would scrap the shoelaces. What about you? So I was thinking good and hard about this. I was thinking about all the ways I could get around it, like slip-ons and all that sort of stuff. But when I really think about it, I did train. I did train without headphones for a while because I lost them. It actually made me really angry and I was like crying during some of my sessions. And now that I have headphones, life is good and I can train with heaps more intensity. So I think I would say, yeah, I have to have the headphones and go no shoelaces. And I think like, you know what, like if you have tight shoes, I don't think it's really going to matter. And like you can cut out walking exercises. and Make sure it's upper body day, then it's not an issue. Yeah, there's lots of things we can, yeah. I love that we both went, instead of being like, pick an option, what are all the ways we can get around having to pick an option by taking one of the options out? Right. Like, oh, I don't want to pick. I'll just make an upper body day so I don't have to pick because the shoelaces are not required. I used to, um, what was it for? I think it was for deadlifts when I was doing like a powerlifting prep. I used to like tighten my shoelaces between sets as a bit of a, um, not as a ritual. Yeah. These weird things that we do. Yeah, I have weird things. I every time before I deadlift, I redo my ponytail in between every set. I don't know why. It's the only exercise I do it with deadlifts. I just redo my ponytail. Oh, funny. I'm trying to think of anything I do now. I don't think so. I mean, does like overdosing on caffeine is that a weird ritual? Uh, no, that that's me a lot of the time. Um, I did learn my lesson with that one session. Soph and I uh <laughs> entirely took ourselves out for like a week overdosing on caffeine run? I don't know what you did but tell everyone what you did <laughs> so going into one of the many lockdowns that Victorians went into uh one of Amy's other clients Soph and I were like emotional wrecks at the thought of not being able to go to the gym again because we just lost it by that stage so we basically did it was like a three and a half hour gym session to do all of our program for the rest of that week in one go, but we just kept consuming pre-workout the whole way through to keep ourselves going. And both of us took days to physically recover from it. Like it was like the worst hangover I've ever had in my life. Um, But, you know, we're in lockdown. We had time to recover. (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, if anyone's listening, I don't not condone this stupid behavior. I don't do I. I was messaging them like, don't do this. You guys are idiots. And I have no sympathy for them afterwards. No, look, looking back on it, I think we were both in not a great headspace um, just in terms of, you know, being in lockdown again. And in comparison to you guys in Melbourne, regional Victoria had it a bit easier, but, you know, it was the in and out, the in and out, the in and out for us that really started to mess with your head because you didn't know what was going on. It wasn't like you were consistently locked down or consistently out. It was nonstop and, yeah, it just got the better of us. I think it was like number five or six and we were like, no, we're just going to cook ourselves. I mean, I just sense this recurring thing of you cooking yourself. 
Yeah, look, I can't do anything just 100%. I have to do things 110%, but I have been like that since a child. Like, it's just me. You're not all or nothing. You're all times 100. Yeah, there is no nothing. It's just all, (laughs) except for then when I hit, like, I must say, I do know when I'm, like, hitting a point. And I'll I'll say to you, I'm like, I'm out for a week and then we'll go again. Um, Glad you've learned something. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Look, I don't sit on the gym floor and cry anymore. But um, how often do you have free workout? <laughs> um, before every session. Um, but oh, no, but well, <laughs> ironically, yes. it's actually for the most part really just my morning coffee because I get up and I make it at five a.m. and I drink like two mouthfuls and go to the gym and leave it on the kitchen bench, yeah. and then I come home and I drink it when I drive to work. So. <laughs> It's not even a pre-workout. I just have replaced my morning coffee with my pre-workout because I don't even drink it pre-workout. I literally have a mouthful to take my magnesium and vitamin D tablets of the morning, yeah. and then I drink it in the car after my workout. What well, I don't, I don't have pre-workout. I don't drink it. Um, what do you? What brand do you rate it? Let's give it, give the viewers, the listeners, a review, Jess. Well, look, I can't review it on how it helps my workout because I'm drinking it afterwards. Um, but at the moment, I've got, I think it's my Faction Labs. I think it's called Disorder, um, and I have the. They've got really strange names. I think it's like brown sugar, but it's peach iced tea flavored. But it really doesn't taste like peach iced tea. It tastes like, here's a 90s nostalgia moment. Do you remember you can get those like yogurt frogs and you used to be able to get them from like the school canteen and there was like pink and white and it tastes like yogurt frogs. Like every time I drink it, I feel like I'm a nine-year-old at school at the canteen again. Um, So it tastes really good. It works really well in terms of replacing my morning coffee because it's my one caffeine for the day and I don't crash afterwards. So I'd say probably give it a solid eight out of 10. If I took it before my workout, it might get 10 because it might help my workout, but I don't. So do you try different brands? Um, I have, I've had Oxy Shred in the past. Um, I, you know, when I started all my weight loss journey, I was like, Ooh, fat burner. And I drank it every day for who knows how long heads up. It doesn't actually help you burn fat. Um, It just burnt a hole in my wallet because I was consuming so much of it. Um, But I've had it in the past. Um, It's not bad. But Ben also likes the disorder one we've got, except he has like a pineapple flavour. And he reckons he does consume his before a workout. He like mixes it with like minimal water and does a shot of it. Does my head in. Um, But he does say it helps. Uh, So there you go. I'm a... I'm going through a bit of a bad patch at the moment. I'm, I'll have a monster. I can't do the bubbles at 5 a.m. Otherwise, I would have a monster. Yeah, fair enough. The timing is whack sometimes, isn't it? Like if I have a 10.30 session, I'm having it at 10. It feels weird. Yeah. I, I do want to stop. I don't think it's um, something. I'm, so, I'm pretty reliant on them before training. And yeah. plus the bubbles during a session is not very nice. No, uh, it's, I must say it is. I don't think well, I don't think I've mentioned this to you. It is one of my goals to uh, get rid of it this year. Like I'm using up what I've got, and I don't think I will reorder purely because I used to think I needed it for my sessions. But then I started training at five a.m. and not actually drinking it before my sessions. My sessions are fire without it. So really, it's an expensive coffee now. Um, 
should we make a pact? Should we do another one of these stupid things that we do? Yes, except I'm leaving nuance in here because thanks to these packs, I missed out on a shirt I really wanted and I will live to regret that decision. The matter of athletical one? No, the elite strength one. Oh. Because you made me agree to this no send and I was like, I really want one of these shirts. No, I won't. And then I missed out. And we'll do another run. Yeah, well, he better do another run because oh, I'm sure. another athletical one. Yeah, I've been eyeing one of those off. I said to you the other day we were going to get them. You're like, I'm going to wait. And I was like, I'll wait with you. I will wait. But it's not long now. We've got, it's like tomorrow is five months. Yeah, I know. But the thing was, I'm feeling a little conflicted because the agreement was we would end it when we started prep. But I'm not prepping in five months. Wait, no, no, no. I said six months. Or did we say let's continue? We said like, we said but when we both started prep, that was roughly going to have been like that period of time. You're like, it'll line up nicely. We'll start prep and it'll be done. I'm not prepping now until like September, October. So I was like, oh, I feel like I almost need to stick it out till I start to prep. No, and my prep's been pushed back a bit because mine won't be till end of April. So I'll be finishing the 17th of March is six months. And then I'll prep is for a, a month. I'm so brain dead. A month after that? Month after? Yeah. yeah a month after. No, no, no. Let's just do six months. So okay. we'll do that. But what should we do? What What's the pact for you, your pre-workout, me, my monster? Well, what about you can consume your monster until I run out of my pre-workout? Okay. Because, like, I can't – I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to okay. use it up. And so – we'll go I reckon there's probably a couple of months left and then then we'll call it quits we'll call it quits together which will probably line up with me going into a deficit for the wedding and you starting prep this sounds like a really good plan this sounds like a horrible plan okay (laughs) we're gonna regret this um how have you I think we'll finish up soon but let's actually just talk about the no buy I actually had a bit of interest on the insta when I said it how you have you found it I have found it like incredible when I first when you first posted about it and I was like I'll do this with you I just didn't really think much about it I was just like yeah I'll do this whatever but it has been so insightful um for sure I am like yeah obviously haven't bought anything saved a heap of money I made a point of every time I wanted to buy something or would have bought something I put that money aside rather than just not buying anything um and then I hit an amount the other day and went and invested it um and I was like this is insane that I just would have mindlessly spent this money otherwise um but I think it also made me realize that a lot of the time I was spending the money not for myself but to sort of like for show for others and I was like really this is not bringing me any joy or fulfillment it's just you know because I think I should have those things or that's what everyone else is doing um and to not be spending it has been yeah amazing and have I missed out on anything aside from a shirt no yeah dude uh, so I read a book called just so the listeners can take something education away from this I read a book called The Psychology of Money, which is amazing. And um, your point about buying things for show, like that's 100% what I was doing, especially with active wear. And because I feel a lot, it's like, oh, yeah, I have to have the nicest things or the latest active wear sets. Um, No. So I've come out of it. I didn't used to wear very much black. And I've come out of it 
wanting just a couple staple black pieces now. And I found that because I did a bit of a wardrobe color as well. I was, before I decided to do this, I was standing in front of my clothes, like, what am I going to wear? You know, taking 10 minutes. And it was just annoying to figure it out. And it's like, I culled things down and I'm literally reaching for really similar clothes all the time, but yeah. it's better. Like it's not worse. It's better. And yeah. the other thing I found too, is I don't spend any time on websites now searching for clothes. So I'm getting time back too, like saving money, getting time back. Yeah, it's amazing. And I found, I was like, oh, I'm going to miss not having whatever. No, I literally just wear the same sets of active wear over and over and over. Like I could literally get rid of 80% of my active wear in the cupboard because I just haven't worn it. I just reach for the same, which you would know because you get all my videos, the same couple of things are just on rotation. I was like, I could literally get rid of so much stuff and it feels so good. Like I have got rid of so many things and I'm like I'm literally never wearing that or touching it and just to clear it out like oh it's yeah it's so nice mm. I've now built and building a new house with a giant wardrobe and I'll have nothing to put in it uh, have, do you <laughs> would you want to have a brief pause and continue yeah <laughs> maybe yeah because there are a couple of things I want I want a pair of black pants uh, as in tracksuit pants. Yeah. I want to buy a matter athletic t-shirt. <laughs> and maybe that's it. Oh, another black pair of shorts. Oh, and um, <laughs> maybe black and white Converse. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, and. Oh, here we go. I want a new training bag because at the moment I have this training bag that's a square shape and I yeah. can't fit like my knee sleeves. I can't fit my lifting belt, two liter water bottle. All that shit doesn't really quite fit in there properly. So I want one of those like longer, you know, I have, the, I have the best training bag. I'm going to send you a link to my training bag. It's the best. Ben it. got it for me for Christmas. It's amazing. My tripod fits in there. There's like a compartment where my heels fit that is separate from the rest of my gym bag. It's yeah, it's the best. I'll send you a link. Okay. I need it. Thank you. All no right. Worries. Let's yeah. Let's wrap this shit up. Yes. So, so you know what we should do, though? We should uh, – it won't come out in time. Maybe we can think about this because we have to figure out a, a title for, like, what we want to call this. Yeah. I don't know what to call I, it. I think I can go back and edit it after. So maybe we should ask the listeners to, yeah. to send us um, their ideas for what we should call this segment. Yes, come up with something really catchy. Yeah, you know you're going to do that now, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't help myself. I'll go and think about it for ages. Yeah. <laughs> Until I come up with something and I'll send it to you. Like, that'll be, that's brilliant. Thank you. No worries. It's always brilliant. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back in, I think, a fortnight. And send us your questions, send us your ideas for the segment name, and we'll chat to you soon. Yeah.